The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Hey, hey, if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video. It's usually five or six minutes long in the middle and end of every month. We did one last week. We talk about what's going on in the capital markets, especially how it is affecting our clients' money. So if you want to get added to our e-newsletter list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. Just let us know you'd like a, to be added to the e-newsletter list, and that's the only thing we'll send you. We'll send you those e-newsletters. Um, so uh, how many? 30 or how many, 24 a year we send out, and then we send uh, a hard copy newsletter uh, once a quarter, so four times a year. And then you, in getting those videos, you can see why we have faces for radio, a la Howard Stern. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, uh, I don't know where you've been, but interest rates have moved higher. And so, you know, for the longest time, people were talking to us about what do they do with all that cash they have in the bank, uh, you know, because it was earning nothing. And uh, for a lot of people, I think they're having to use it now because their income went away. But um, for all of you, especially retirees that have this cash that continues to pile up, uh, you can now get north of 5% yield in a six-month and a one-year treasury, which is a risk-free asset. So, uh, you know, the, the appeal of treasury bonds is that they're risk-free. As long as you hold them to maturity, you're going to get your yield, which in a one-year treasury is 1% right now. And the added bonus to a treasury is that the interest that they pay, you don't have to pay state tax income tax on. So uh, there's a whole lot of reasons to like a treasury, uh, especially with rates higher. Uh, when you think about where they were a year ago, it's crazy to think. I mean, one of the things that's crazy about this interest rate move, uh, there's only been one move uh, that is, has been steeper than this. But for most of the people out there listening, we've never seen an interest rate move uh, th higher this quickly ever uh, for almost everybody out there listening. The 8081, right? Was the right. only steeper. Right. Yeah. But this one, um, well, that one, because the Fed was raising rates by 100 basis points at a clip. I think in one meeting, he raised it by 200 basis yeah. points. Uh, but to think about a 200 basis point rate hike, it's crazy. There's definitely precedent for, you know, the accelerated economic growth in the midst of a hiking cycle. And that was the mid 90s. Yeah, the challenge is when you have one that's so brisk, right? And the, and the difference between 1981 and 82 and now is that there's still so so much money supply is out there, you know, and, and that until that's sopped up, uh, it, we're still going to have this challenge. But higher, the, the American economy is going to be able to sustain this. It was a fallacy that we were reliant on the ultra-low rates to begin with, I think, is the argument that we've been trying to make for so long. Bro, where have you been? I've been saying that for the last dececade. <laughs> well, I, we've both coming been, around to me, my, my thinking now? No, no. I mean, we've both we've been advocates on the show for you know some normalization of policy just to ameliorate a lot of these systemic problems that we're now dealing with. But We've had emergency monetary policy for 15 years, and there was almost no reason for it. Almost no reason for but it. But the mid-'90s, we had... You know, five and a quarter to six percent interest rates for three and a half or four years or whatever, and uh, the economy did just great. Yeah, I mean, I remember Bill Clinton was president, and we had you know six percent, six and a half percent rates, and that was a double. I mean, they took that from three to six in the wake of that uh, early '90s recession. But I mean, we, you know, like you said, we we still did fine. I mean, we had we had high single digit well, all rates of that in, happened the, in, in the 80s all of that happened in the midst of the greatest bull market of all time the 81 to 99 but the but but, but the big reason for that was because rates were coming down yeah. in an absolute term over that period okay uh the, the one of the things Josh and I can agree to disagree about this but in my mind this is troubling because uh when you look at uh credit card debt is at an all time high in the United States it's just shy of a trillion dollars um 
And and the other thing in the final three months of last year, delinquencies among borrowers accelerated briskly. Um, we saw the biggest uh, growth in balances ever in the fourth quarter, and on a yearly basis, we saw the biggest growth. So, uh, the other thing is um, the, the the rate at, w- at which people are missing or becoming ninety days late uh, was higher than before the pandemic. So, what we're seeing when, when you look at when you look at retail set um, when you look at retail sales and people are continuing their behavior of spending like drunken sailors. They're just not doing it with cash anymore. They're doing it on credit. And the thing that's really troubling, if you look at uh, bank rate, which looks at the average interest rate on credit card debt, it's almost 20% right now, which is the highest level in more than 37 years. So when you couple well, no really even, high rates. No one used credit cards 37 years ago. Right. Well, yeah. not to the extent that they do yeah. now. So you look at the rates are really high. We're seeing delinquencies increase sub- substantially. Um, a lot of this uh, continued behavior we're seeing in the economy isn't being done with cash. It's being done on credit. And, and you see this quite often at the end of a cycle, like an economic cycle, especially when Josh's generation wants to keep the party going and they think, oh, rates are going to go back down and things are going to go back to normal and I'll be fine. I'll just put this on my credit card. Uh, and that ends up really, really bad. So I would just urge all of you out there listening at this part of the cycle, you do not want to be adding leverage to your life. It's th- a bad, I, bad idea. I think when you say we agree to disagree, but we were just having a conversation mid-segment. Uh, and I think we'll have to pull the d- data on this because... You know, I was making an argument that I'd seen from an economist at Bridgewater, which was essentially that so much credit card debt is now actually revolving. You know, it's high. Yeah, but, well, how people. does he explain the delinquencies increasing? At- well, the delinquencies are are in subprime are still below historic norms, right? Like like four percent. But delinquencies across the board are going up. You couple that with higher rates, and it's just there's just this barbell. Look, of like- you can make data look any way you want it to. <laughs> the, it, more interest or credit card debt at the highest but level consume, it's ever been and growing at the fastest rate it's ever grown. There's, there's that economist can shove it up as you know what. increasing consumer leverage for sure. To the extent that it matters right now, I don't know so much. Is he, he's as an economist as, because he, he couldn't be an astronomer? <laughs> Is that why? Hey, Bridgewater's done pretty well. Not because of him. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about um, can your taxable investment account beat your 401k? So you know, the ad, old, age old adage is max out your 401k, make sure you have a budget and make sure you have an emergency fund. And, you know, you, most people think that's a universally good idea. And we agree with a lot of that. But, um, you know, the problem that we have um, is that a lot of 401k plans don't have good investment options, right? So what, what we would always say, Josh and I would always say this, is that if you have a company match, you should always at least be contributing to your 401k at least to get the company match. That's free money. You should never uh, forgo that. And if you're ultra high income uh, and you're going to be doing a ton of saving and maxing out your 401k doesn't change your situation one iota, definitely do that too. Yeah, max it out. But yeah. for a lot of you, that's not the position you find yourself in. So, you know, you know, the theory is you, oh, you, well, you have to max out the 401k because it reduces your taxable income. But for a lot of you, that doesn't. That's not necessarily true. It doesn't make a huge difference in your tax, uh, in your tax outcome. And then when you think about, okay, now this money's in a four hundred and one k, and when I take it out at the other end of my life, uh, I'm gonna have to pay ordinary income taxes. And you know, one thing I know is tax rates are gonna change in your lifetime. And the theory is the tax rates will be lower, but I don't know that that's necessarily gonna be true. You you look at the converse and you say, okay, I'm gonna contribute enough to my 401k to get the match. But what if I contribute the rest of my money that I would normally put in my 401k after tax in a taxable investment account? I have full liquidity. When you look at the investment options that are available out there right now, if you're buying low cost uh, index funds or index ETFs that are unbelievably tax efficient, uh, I don't think that's a bad idea because remember, you have the unlimited universe. If you're putting that in a taxable account, you can contribute as much as you want, but you can invest in anything. The problem I have for a lot of people is that the 401k options that avail- are available out there right now are quite lousy. I mean, you look at the fund options are too expensive. Uh, they get obliterated by the S&P. Uh, the bond options are re- really bad. And, and so that's why you know I'm not always this huge proponent of maxing out your 401k because who cares if you get – 
you know, you're maxing out your 401k, you get a little tax benefit, but your 401k underperforms your taxable investment account by three or 4% a year, I'd much rather pay taxes and get a 4% higher return. And so it's not a no brainer and everybody thinks of it as a no brainer. Your accountants are telling you to do it, but it's not really as, and then when you get to retirement, believe me, having that after tax money is huge. All right. If you would like to be part of the show, call us 877-670-7117 or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwallet.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about considerations if you're going to retire before you turn 65. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. At Washington Trust Bank, can't is a four-letter word. I think I'll sell my veggies at the market. I even remember to water the house plants. Hey, we need to build a home office. We can't. We're adding another bathroom. I think I'll study programming. Bro. You can't even connect your phone to Bluetooth. Whether you're looking for a personal line of credit to build a home office or a loan to take your business to the next level, we'll help you get there. Go to watrust.com to get started. Washington Trust Bank, member FDIC. Hey, there's a lot of cool stuff out here. Where are you? In Wilson's Furniture Warehouse. There's too much stuff. One of a kind, discontinued models, and old furniture friends. Well, why don't we offer up the sweetest deals of the year and empty the place out? Perfect. The warehouse clearance sale at Wilson's Redmond and Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bin. Save hundreds of dollars, even thousands on sofas, love seats, sectionals, recliners, lift chairs, cocktail tables, end tables, over 700 accessories, up to 75% off. So much stuff. There's furniture and mattress clearance specials at both stores in Bend and Redmond. Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details. The sooner you come in, the better selection. At Wilson's of Redmond, Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend, we've got the furniture and mattress for you. Sale ends February 28th. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. If you want to win, you've got to come in to Indian Head Casino. It's Indian Head Casino's $195,000 wild ride and winnings giveaway. Win your share of $195,000 or a Ford Bronco Sport. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. And every Friday and Saturday, win your share of $28,000 in cash and prizes in our Wild Ride and Winnings giveaway drawings. Start earning entries now. Win cash. Win bonus slot play. Win a Ford Bronco. It's Indian Head Casino's $195,000 Wild Ride and Winnings. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. Total cash prices in January and February. See Players Club for details. Driving a big rig in winter can be tough. Breaking down in the cold is worse. If you break down in the Portland area, call Ultimate Truck Service first at exit 995 Vancouver. They'll keep any diesel truck or diesel pusher road ready. Air conditioning, brakes, you name it. In an emergency, Ultimate Truck Service will come to you within 25 miles or have your tow driver take you. Call or go online. Ultimate Truck Services. They keep you rolling. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back to Financial Focus. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the great Pacific Northwest. If you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour 
of our precious time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, I don't know about you, my time is precious. Uh, call our office to get one of those scheduled, 800-743-0988, or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. It's the most valuable resource. That's right. No matter how rich you are, you can't make any more time, right? Yeah. Yeah. This job is a very good teacher of that principle. Yeah, the older you get, the more you realize. Yeah, I mean, the problem with doing what we do is we stare more, stare mortality in the face more often than I would like it. Uh, but it also reminds me to live it up. I, I think that's, you know, Bill Valentine, uh, for those of you who, who maybe remember who Bill Valentine uh, was a financial advisor here in Bend for 25 plus years. He recently died of cancer. It was a really sad um, deal. But uh, he used to have a radio show called The Rich Life. Uh, and it was about, he talked a lot about, you know, all the things that makes one one's life rich that don't have anything to do with money. And so I thought that was always a great title for a radio show. Okay, so some of you know that obviously the inflation rate has, has gone down, but there was a lot of components in making the inflation rate spike uh, that got way, way out of control. You remember if you follow the, the lumber market, what happened to lumber and some of the craziness that went on, especially in com different commodities. Uh, but we've seen some crashes to certain commodities, which will certainly help uh, the inflation um, struggle or help inflation go lower. And these are three good crashes. Um, and then most of the time, a crash in a market isn't a good good thing, but here are these three good are good crashes. Fertilizer prices are down 58% from their peak last year, um, and they're at their lowest level since February of 2021. Uh, given their high correlation to food prices, that should mean good things for food prices ahead. So fertilizers have a, are a big input cost to growing things, obviously. Um, global container freight rates, so the cost of a 40-foot container, moved down to their lowest level since August of 2020. Um, last week, 82% below their peak last year. Um, that should also help on the inflation front. And then natural gas futures are down 77% from their peak last year. And that's obviously going to hopefully lead to a significant decline in household energy costs. So those are three. I wanted a little optimism on the inflation front. And, and remember, like when you look at a fertilizer, it's like, why do I care about fertilizer? Well, because fertilizers are grow, used to grow a lot of things. And so um, a lot of these have, you know, secondary um, reasons for, you know, inflation to go lower. Well, and look at the chart of lumber down 27% just this month. Pretty, yeah. pretty astonishing rollover in a lot of the commodity fronts and definitely not the conclusion that a lot of investors came to, but I think this inflation's rooted more in labor shortages than it is well, in the, uh, that, anything else. When you when you talk about lumber or, or what you know, all these other things, it's why commodities are so unbelievably hard to invest in. Uh, uh, Josh shared this with me. This comes from the U.S. Treasury. So, Mr. Finelli, if I said to you, "Here's 4.9 trillion dollars with a T, run the U.S. government for a year," do you think you could do it? <laughs> of course you could. I think I could pull it off. But yeah. guess what? Last year in 2022, the U.S. government took in 4.9 trillion, and unfortunately, they spent 6.27 trillion. And uh, you know, the Congressional Budget Office came out last week. Over the next decade, the uh, the U.S. debt is is scheduled to grow at some astronomically high number. And so, we don't have a revenue problem in this country. We have a spending problem, and it's not just the government; it's all the individuals. And it's as anybody knows, it's very hard for a politician to get elected saying they're going to take things away. Most politicians get elected by saying they're going to give stuff to us, whether they be Republican or Democrat. Um, and the, again, we don't have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. Okay, so a lot of people want to retire before 65, and I guess I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Uh, but here are some things if you're going to retire before 65, you need to consider. Number one is medical insurance and medical expenses. So uh, let's say you retire this year and you're 60 years old. Guess what? Your health insurance is most likely going to cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 grand. And so that is, uh, you know, so many people talk about. 
planning or they want to retire before 65. And obviously, the reason I talk about 65 is 65 is the age at which you can start getting Medicare, uh, which doesn't mean your insurance is going to be zero. It just means you're, you're you know you're going to have some subsidized uh, government help there on your on your health insurance. So uh, that's a big one. It, you really have to factor in if you're going to retire before you can uh, claim Medicare. How are you going to pay for that? And, and if you have enough, that's fine. But just remember, the older you get, if you're going to the marketplace or getting uh, insurance on your own at 60 years old, it is very expensive. Every decade you get older, uh, it goes up um, quite a bit. Um, so obviously this goes without saying, but loss of income and or your identity. So that's a big one. You know, I know a lot of my father-in-law, for example, he was an attorney for 35 years. Um not being an attorney was much more difficult for him than he thought it was going to be, um, you know. And, and so uh, that's one that you have to consider. You know, if you're do, if you've done something a long time and and it's big part of who you are, uh, just come to grips with that. Uh, you know, not being that anymore. Um, this is a big one, and and this is one that Josh and I uh, really urge counsel people on that you're going to get a smaller social security benefit if you take it. Uh, and so what we tell people is, okay, you want to retire before 65 uh, or 68 or whatever it is, go for it, but don't claim social security. Do not claim social security at 62. In fact, wait as long as you can. And wait, what we help people get around claiming social security early is we say, okay, take more from your retirement assets, the pile of money that you've saved, Take more knowing that when you claim Social Security at 68 or 69 or 70, uh, that whatever you take from you're going to get from Social Security, you reduce the amount you're taking from your retirement accounts uh, so that you're taking a reasonable amount. Remember, the reason we delay taking Social Security is you're going to get an 8% guaranteed increase in your income every year you wait, plus the cost of living adjustments that are being added to Social Security every single year. So it is a great way to protect yourself against inflation um, in your retirement is to wait to take Social Security. That's a big almost one. too good to be true, hence the uh, ballooning federal deficit. <laughs> uh, the, other, the other thing is, you, you know, the first five years you retire, uh, what the market does has a huge impact. And so the younger you are, the more the market is, is scary for you because you're more, you're, you have to lean on your retirement assets. So if we have a, like a global financial crisis, like we saw, uh, in 2008, 2009, and you're 61 years old and you're retired and, and you're really dependent on your, uh, nest egg, um, that's really frightening. And believe me, um, you know, you can hear me say it, but I sat across from people that were in that situation then, uh, and there was a lot of tears shed. And so it's very scary. And so you have to think about that. And then lastly, and this is one of those sort of intangible ones, but, uh, you know, your impact to health, when you look at, you know, a lot of people, because they continue to work and stay relevant and their, their mental uh, capacity stays um, strong because they continue to work. Uh, we had a client that retired and he called us up about six months after he retired and he said, I'm going back to work. And we said, what are you going back to work for? And he said, because I've done everything I'm going to do by 1030 in the morning and I'm sitting on the couch eating peanuts and drinking beer and watching TV. So I need to go back to work. So uh, have a plan if you are going to retire. All right. If you uh, have a question or a comment for the show, call us 877-670-7117. You can always email us, which is what most people do, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about what you could learn by looking at your, tax, uh, your 1099 tax form. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Talk 
Embrace the journey and enjoy the ride in a new Mazda. At Kendall Mazda of Bend, we constantly see our customers discover it. You know, the it factor. The feeling of pure satisfaction when you discover how much you get in a new Mazda or how little you pay. Discover the detail of design and exhilaration of performance in a new Mazda CX-30. With the Skyactiv 2.5 liter engine seamlessly linked to the iActive all-wheel drive that comes standard, the experience of driving a new Mazda CX-30 is eye-opening. Especially when you can lease a new all-wheel drive 2023 Mazda CX-30 for just $2.89 a month for 24 months with 2850 cash or trade equity due at signing. Why settle for less? Stop by Kendall Mazda of Bend and see for yourself how much more you get with Mazda. Kendall, let's start something great. Stock number W2680, see lease disclosure posting at Kendall Mazda for complete details. All financing and approved credit, $0 security deposit. Price is not include title registration tax or $150 admin fee. Subject to prior sales, CD the details. Offer expires through 2823. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Plaza Travel Plaza. Fuel and fun After a long day And you want to play Get your mind off of the road Have a great meal Try our slot machines Life's good on the plateau Quick stop Anytime Get you everything under the sun Life's good On the plateau Food, fuel and fun Food, fuel and fun At the Plateau Travel Plaza in Madras you get food, fuel, and fun all in one fabulous stop. After you fuel up with our low fuel prices, enjoy something fresh from our deli. Shop our store for local crafts and jewelry, travel essentials, electronics, and more. Then have some fun in our game room with 30 of the hottest slot machines and all the rewards you can handle. Life's good on the plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Évidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us on this pretty nice weekend here in the Pacific Northwest. I know we need some more snow, but I'll take the sunshine when I can get it. Um, so we all know that the the big names and the, the big tech names uh, – have consistently reported unbelievable growth rates for quite a long period of time. And obviously that means their stock prices have appreciated uh, significantly. And we know, you know, the big names being Apple, Microsoft, Google, and Amazon. 
Um, uh, they have a combined annual revenue of $1.4 trillion. That's up from $345 billion just 10 years ago. And it's larger than the GDP of all but just 15 countries. So Amazon – or sorry, Apple – this is crazy. <laughs> Apple's revenue is $388 billion, Microsoft's $204, Google's $283, and Amazon's $514. Amazon's at $514. You know, their margins are tiny. And, of course, they're – uh, when you look at Apple's margin compared to Amazon, it's not even funny. But um, and but then when you look at what's happening with these big tech companies, and the reason I'm bringing this up is we've all seen the growth roll over, um, and and it's why indexing matters so much. You know, and I'm I'm not here to say that I don't think Amazon and Apple are great companies. Google, I don't think I I, I obviously think they're great companies, but you know if you look at history and you realize and you look at the biggest companies in the indexes, um, some of these companies are now bankrupt or you know like an IBM is a, has been a disaster, um, and so eventually that that's what started to happen with these big names. Um, they roll their growth rates roll over, um, and and you know other companies that are doing di- better things uh, take over. Uh, we saw Tesla saw, saw its slowest growth rate uh, in quite some time last year. Amazon had its third slowest growth rate in the company's history. Microsoft's had the slowest growth rate since uh, 2017, and Netflix saw its slowest growth rate ever. The law of large numbers comes for all. Yeah, so, and, and when we look at profits, they're deteriorating faster. Um, and so, you know, the other thing is, again, I think we, we all think they're great businesses, um, but you have to remember these great businesses eventually, um, you know, become just you know, how do you grow when you're $3 trillion company to be a $6 trillion company? Well, it's really hard to do. For a, for an idea of relative scale, because I think this blows a lot of people's minds, is like not long ago, you know, Apple's lost that crown, but it was a $3 trillion company. That that in itself, the market cap was bigger than the GDP of France, and it was a fast approaching Germany. Right. I mean, these these are top 10 well, world economies. Another example, I remember in, in having an argument with a financial advisor, I was working at a mutual fund company, and he, he, we had a growth fund, and he said, your growth fund doesn't own Cisco. And I said, well, because the manager thinks Cisco is too expensive. And he said, doesn't matter. You have to own Cisco. And I said, well, six, Cisco's market cap is $600 billion. And so you, you think it's going to go to a $1.2 trillion. And this is in 1999. Guess what? Cisco is less than half of the $600 billion it was in 1999. And I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen to Apple. But you know, it, th- those numbers that Josh just talked to you about – are mind-boggling. They're mind-boggling. I mean, three trillion. <laughs> the, the human brain can't really wrap our head. We can't wrap our head around the t- the number one trillion. Uh, and and Apple had a market cap of three trillion. It's really hard to fathom. I mean, the market caps today. You still add them up, and big tech is bigger than every other economy on earth except for China and the United States. Yeah, it's just mind-boggling. Just four companies of these businesses. How much they're valued and. You know, it, it, it's not necessarily a good thing either because it's funny that the Justice Department hasn't gone after them. I know they went after Microsoft, in, uh, you know, 20 years ago, but it's funny to me that they haven't gone after them in a bigger way. Well, they way. seemingly are doing it now, just not doing a very good job of it. And uh, maybe they're going to be running with their tails between their legs because they we obviously need an evolution of antitrust law to achieve it. The existing framework is not going to be sufficient to take them down. Man, you don't want to went to this law school. Maybe you can go after him. You can make a fortune going after <laughs> yeah, Google. Right. That sounds like a winning, a winning play right there. Yeah, sounds real fun too. Uh, all right, so it's tax time. Obviously, most of you out there are getting your 1099. 1099s are the tax forms you get um, from your investment accounts. And so they can tell you a, quite a bit uh, about uh, you know your investment portfolio and if you're doing – if your money is invested where the, where it should be in the right accounts. And so uh, the first thing I'd say is if you get your 1099 dividend form and you look in there, uh, the first two boxes on the 1099 dividend form deal with dividends. Um, and they can tell you if you're taking the right approach uh, to dividends. So there's two kinds of dividends. There's uh, qualified div- – there's ordinary dividends and qualified dividends. Um, and so you know, depending on which box – your dividends are showing up makes a big difference uh, in the uh, tax rate you're going to pay. So, um, but you know, so if you dividends for most U.S. companies as well as well as most qualified foreign companies count as a qualified 
dividend um, and they give you a qualified dividend tax treatment on those, which is lower. By contrast, uh, non-qualified dividends from REITs and some foreign stocks, for example, are subject to ordinary income tax. So when you look at your 1099 dividend form, there's the ordinary dividends and the qualified dividends. The qualified dividends, you're paying a much lower tax rate than um, your ordinary dividends. Th those uh, non-qualified dividends, you're paying ordinary income tax. So a huge difference in the tax rate uh, you're paying uh, based on that. Um, you know, the, the other thing is you can look and see your capital gains. And so there's two places you can see uh, your short-term gains and your long-term gains. So long-term gains in on your 1099 form are stocks that you've held or in investments that you've held for a year or longer are considered long-term. Uh, you pay a capital gain tax rate on that, so somewhere between 0 and 20%, depending on your income. Uh, some of you have a low enough income that you're not paying any capital gains tax. Uh, most of you, it's a 15% tap cap gains rate. If you are selling something uh, in less than a year, so a short-term gain, then you're paying ordinary income taxes on that uh, gain. And so it's a big difference from a tax rate. Um, and so a lot of you might have a uh, an investment advisor or some investment strategy that is very active uh, and there's lots of trading and you're getting, uh, you know, gains, you know, after three months or six months and you're paying ordinary income tax on that. Really, really bad idea. Now, for a lot of people, we talked about this last year, if you sell in a, in within a year, it's a short-term loss and you can use that against ordinary income. So that would be something to consider. Um, uh, it, you know, tax-free income is, is one that will become important again. That'll show up. But, you know, at some point owning in the state of Oregon municipal bonds, you can, you know, the yields aren't quite there, but that'll um, be something uh, that'll be uh, important. Then another place you can look, are you maxing out um, your tax sheltered accounts? Uh, so, you know, your IRAs, your simple L's, and that'll show up on your W-2s, but your simple IRAs, SEP IRAs, uh, you know, are you maxing out the right uh, retirement plans to reduce your taxable income? Now, I'm, you know, you, in order to max it out, you need to have the ability to max it out plus the ability to save above that. Um, and so that's something um, to be considered. And then last, are you, are you minimizing the taxes on your retirement plan distributions. And so uh, that comes on your 1099R. Um, and so, you know, a lot of you last year, you could convert uh, some money from a, a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA in a down market. Um, but you also could be considering on your on your distributions from retirement plans, charitable distributions. We talked in the past about a qualified charitable distribution. If you take a qualified charitable distribution uh, and it goes from your directly from your IRA, um, to your uh, to your charity of choice, and it's a 501c3. You don't have to pay taxes. And then another one that's big is is your portfolio sort of tax as tax efficient as it could be. Um, you know, if you're if you are getting a lot of distributions and your returns aren't great, or a lot of capital gains distributions and your returns aren't great, you should really consider trying to move your portfolio, especially your taxable portfolio, to a much more tax efficient strategy. Uh, you know, we use exchange traded funds in our portfolios because they are so tax efficient. Whether it be in an IRA, we, you know, obviously it doesn't matter. But our taxable accounts, we try to make them as tax efficient as possible. Because remember, uh, the money you can spend. The only money you can spend is after-tax money. So um, your 1099 can tell you a lot about your portfolio and if it's where it should be. All right, if you'd like to be part of the show, you have a question or comment, call us 877-670-7117. If you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled, 800 743 0988 or send us an email by going to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com when we come back we'll tackle some of your emails stick around get your free one hour retirement review meet with a northwest quadrant wealth management investment advisor today for free it's our offer to you as a listener to the show give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review 800-743-0988 again 800-743-0988 
Since 1999, Auto Network Group, ANG and Bend, has been delivering on the American promise of driving excitement. Hi, Fred Johnson here. Auto Network Group buyers scour the market selecting only the best of the best. Cars, trucks, SUVs, vans, and top-of-the-line RVs. They have the brands you can trust. Let Auto Network Group match your active Central Oregon lifestyle with the perfect vehicle for things you love to do. The buying experience at ANG is streamlined. Apply online, get pre-approved financing, select your new late model car, truck, SUV, or RV. And in three easy steps, you can be driving something new. They take pride in their 100% positive feedback rating. Go to ANGBend.com to see their big inventory and see what other satisfied customers have to say. Or stop in today at Auto Network Group, just behind Target on Roble Lane and Bend. Auto Network Group, delivering driving excitement. fun at the plateau travel plaza in madras you get food fuel and fun all in one fabulous stop after you fuel up with our low fuel prices enjoy something fresh from our deli shop our store for local crafts and jewelry travel essentials electronics and more then have some fun in our game room with 30 of the hottest slot machines and all the rewards you can handle life's good on the plateau food fuel and fun I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N-info.com. Cozy up with friends and family this winter at Stoller Wine Bar Bend, centrally located at the Box Factory. Recently named one of the best wine bars in Central Oregon, sip award-winning wines, along with an assortment of perfectly paired plates, beer, delicious wine-inspired cocktails, and non-alcohol beverages. What are you waiting for? Grab your friends and head to the Stoller Wine Bar Bend. Open Monday through Saturday until 9 p.m. and Sunday until 7 p.m. with live music on Thursdays. your free retirement review meet with a northwest quadrant investment advisor today for free it's our offer to you as a listener to the show call us today to schedule your portfolio review 800-743-0988 again 800-743-0988 welcome back thanks for joining us on financial focus radio we appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us uh, my name's Tyler Simonis. That feller over there, he is a one Mr. Josh Finelli, Uh for all you groupies. Oh, you don't have any. I was going to say, I was going to point him to your social media, but you don't have any anymore, do you? I haven't had him for a long, long time. Too bad. Well, anyways. Neither of us do. If you want to, I've never had it, but if you want to talk to Josh uh, or schedule a free retirement view, the office number <laughs> I can give out a cell phone, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but the office number here is 800-743-0988. So the big question is, uh, does the Fed really want unemployment to rise? And if you listen to the media, they will tell you the Federal Reserve wants you to lose your job. This comes from the uh, Time magazine. 
Uh, why the Fed is trying to slow job growth, Boston Globe, the Fed wants you to lose your job, thehill.com, why the Fed is pushing unemployment higher. Um, and so, you know, obviously, in, oh, uh, here's what I say. I think it's absurd that the Fed, you know, the Fed would love if you could all keep your jobs and they could deal with inflation. Um, and so, it, you know, it's, it's not, it's a, a lot disingenuous to say the Fed wants you to lose your job. The Fed wants to deal with their two mandates, which is full employment and an inflation rate lower. But the Fed also created the problem. Um, and so we, we know that inflation peaked probably last June at 9%, um, but we've added 2.7 million jobs, which obviously didn't help prevent the inflation rate from moving down. Uh, and so, you know, what, what needs to happen? Well, the biggest problem um, in, in the inflation situation is uh, – the rec record increase we saw in the money supply. So M2 uh, is essentially the money supply. The, that, that's really, I mean, COVID didn't help. The supply shocks didn't help. But when you, in, in 12 months, add 40% more dollars to the system, every single time that's going to be inflationary. There's no scenario where that's not going to be inflationary. And so um, the, the Fed has to deal with sopping that money up. Uh, and they have to deal with the demand side of the equation. But they don't want you to lose your job. Um, but that's probably for some people, unfortunately, what's going to happen. The weird part of this situation when we look at the layoffs, they've been coming from the tech sector. You know, these, these relatively highly paid people uh, are, are getting laid off. You know, they call it the white-collar recession so far. But the problem with that saying that is eventually – those white collar people employ a lot of other people and and eventually they are not able to pay those people so the you know it's really hard for me to not imagine a scenario uh where the unemployment rate doesn't go up significantly from where we are now uh if the fed ultimately is going to deal with inflation the more that we talk about it though it seems like the timeline continues to get pushed further and further away from original expectations or at least that we had and yeah i mean we're just the problem is we're just seeing inflation for 24 straight months go up more than wages. 30, we're at 32. Yeah, so it's like when you look at that, that's a real problem uh, for an economy. All right, let's tackle some email questions. We got a JR and Ben. Uh, JR says, hey, guys, love the show. Listen when I can. Here's my question. It seems clear to me that the bear market that started a year ago is going to continue through 2023 and possibly 2024. Instead of investing in mutual funds or ETFs, wouldn't I be better off buying consumer staple stocks from companies that make products consumers will use, even if we are in a recession, i.e. Procter & Gamble, Costco, Walmart, etc.? That seems to be one of the more crowded. Damn it! Why didn't we think of that, Josh? In the, in the market today, uh, you know, they, it's pretty clear when you look at the multiples that consumer staple companies trade at that uh, everyone's got that idea. So uh, kudos to you. But uh, you know, of course, indexing is the answer here, and it always will be, and it always has been. And the reason for that is because the index is going to evolve to reflect the fact that consumer. Staple stocks are being preferenced by the market. It already is, in fact, doing that. Uh, and that's going to be the case when they are no longer preferenced by the market. But uh, the reason that you don't execute these kinds of tactical trades over time is because professional money managers aren't capable of doing it uh, and timing sort of that flow in and out of that particular sector relative to the rest of the market. So what makes you think that you'll be able to do it? And the way that people try to achieve it is, you know, they use those types of names to maybe dampen volatility. Those are pretty prevalent in like low vol indices, et cetera, which are just market indices that don't uh, track the sort of participate in the full volatility of the market per se. But, uh, you know, again, my point to you would be you should just own the index. Don't try to make these tactical bets, outpacing what the market's going to do. If what's happened so far in 2023 hasn't proven a window into why this game is impossible and makes no sense, uh, it should because it, it, no one has the right answer here. And Especially the index in the ultimately term. will. Yeah, so, JR, one of the things that I talk to clients a lot about is – and this is probably where it's coming from for you, is I say, forget about the market. Everybody's so darn focused on the market, and they think it's this leaving, breathing thing. Instead, focus on what the market is. And I give, up, I give names like Amazon and Costco and you know, Google and, and Nike and McDonald's, and I say, 
don't you think these businesses in three, five, ten years will earn more money then than they do today? And everybody says, of course. And they say, well, well, guess what? Their stock prices will be higher accordingly. So focus on that. Focus on the earning power, earnings power of great American businesses, and they're in your portfolio if you own an index. And so your thinking is correct in that you should be thinking about you know, owning great businesses over time. Um, but, you know, knowing because remember, the market's a discounting mechanism and it's forward looking and, you know, it's looking collectively at what's going to do the best. And so when you have this idea that I want to own these names, those names have already rallied significantly. Um, and if you're if you get into them after they've rallied significantly, then most of the upside is gone. But if you own the index and they're in the index and they rally, you get to participate that way. So, you know, it, it sounds good. Good, and I understand the thinking there, but it is so extraordinarily hard uh, to to pick, you know, ahead of where the market is going to be those names. And so, you know, it's just like, and you can go back throughout history and look at, you know, when energy was trading negative, would have been a great time to buy energy, but most people weren't because they thought it was going to keep getting worse. Um, but if you own the index slowly, uh, as energy has appreciated significantly, it's become a bigger proportion of the index. And so. You know, whenever we talk about all this stuff on the radio, it gets sort of redundant in that all things point back to indexing um, because, JR, much smarter people than you and Josh and I try to do exactly what you're describing, and they are unsuccessful at it. And so, you know, as, as J Jack Bogle, the founder of Vanguard, said famously, don't look for the needle in the haystack, just buy the haystack. And JR, what you're trying to do is buy, find the next needle in the haystack that's going to do well. And getting that right consistently has proven to be very hard. 98% of actively managed mutual funds in the United States over a 20-year period do not beat their benchmark. And so why are you or us or any of us going to do that? Remember, they're also not very tax efficient. Indexing is very tax efficient. All right, that's our show this week. We appreciate you spending some of your time with us. Remember, buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take Take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.